Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to the Morning Sports Briefing. Brought to you by New Zealand Sports Radio at 8am every morning. And boy, 8am is early for a couple of us. And I'll tell you, I've had complaints from the uh, from the crew about the early start for this show. But hey, we will keep on going. I will get the whip out and get them up in the morning. Hi, I'm Paul, your host for today. And on the show today, we have no international football for 2020. Um, Matt Henry follows in the footsteps of Nathan Lyon. Um, who do the Black Ferns play for? Uh, and the ARL chairman is buoyed by discussions with Channel 9. So let's crack straight on into it. And I'll take you, hand you over to Stephen from, oh sorry, Steve from the Deep South, who will take us through our football update. Yes, good morning to all the eyes and ears out there today. Get ready to start your day the best way with the football news. And today we are covering all the European divisions to see where their situation sits sits currently uh, another EPL club reverses their pay decision Newcastle almost has a new owner but first international football looks like it will be out of action until next year according to some federation members and a FIFA vice president international matches over March and June have already been postponed with the ma- major focus on resuming club football as soon as possible instead. And it looks like it will be at the cost of internationals instead. There are still matches to be scheduled for September and October and November, but it is likely that they will be under threat of not taking place as well. Add in with all the ongoing health issues happening associated with travel, it makes more sense to prioritise these club games and competitions instead. And it looks like that will be the case with internationals getting the card out the back window. Moving on to the EPL and Newcastle takeover talks have moved into the advanced stage after a document was lodged yesterday that shows a contract has taken place between owner Mike Ashley and prospective new owner Amanda Staveley. The 31-page document suggests Ashley has agreed to loan at least $150 million to help finance the takeover. That would leave Ashley as a financial interest in the club but would have no control over the running of it. 
Stavely is part of a group trying to buy the Magpies, which could also which also attempted a takeover bid two years ago, which was labelled by Ashley as a time waster. So isn't it funny how time changes? If it does go through, it would call time on Ashley's 13-year ownership of the club. And Newcastle are currently sitting down in 13th position in the Premier League, just eight points clear of the relegation zone. What I'm interested to know is any... Geordie fans out there, what they think about this, because Ashley has, well, really taken all the stick over the last, well, number of years about this club, Newcastle being such a, a high-flying club in past, now a shade of what it formerly used to be. So it could be a start of brighter times for the club, but considering they have to loan all this money just to buy it, is it going to be such a bright time indeed when how are they going to pay for transfers? We'll see what happens with that one later on, I guess. More fan pressure, though, has caused another EPL club to reverse its pay decision. Bournemouth is the newest one that's become the third to reverse their decision to use the government's wage system. They have followed the same path as Liverpool and Tottenham to do the U-turn and now leave only Newcastle again and Norwich City to not pay their own staff. Now, I thought what would be a cool idea to do here is to have a bit of a look around all the European leagues and things like that, are where they currently sit at the moment because it's a bit of a, a sticky situation with where all the clubs and things are like that. So we started off, of course, with the A-League. Now, it's not European, obviously, but our local league here with the Phoenix and those sort of teams in it, we won't know anything about that until the 22nd of April, which is still about another week away. But when we get that, we will know the full situation there. In the EPL, well, we talked about that yesterday, how they want to restart the competition in about June or July and potentially play a few games per day and go from there and quickly get that season underway. Over in the big European ones, though, the Bundesliga, they already have teams back in the training and that could be a big indication that they aren't too far away to getting that underway. Bayern Munich are the team in control of that division there. La Liga, they reckon late May is going to be the best case scenario for that league to get back underway. And as we've talked about before, it's quite a bit of a tight one there with Barcelona and Real Madrid, the two teams just two points apart. Liga... There's another one in France, and it's PSG, Paris Saint-Germain, who are in control of that league. Now, they are restart, considering a restart in June, so it could be another league getting underway very quickly there. Serie A hopes to start testing players, like we mentioned a couple of days ago, at the start of May, and getting their competition again behind closed doors up and running very, very quickly. And, of course, anyone who doesn't know, EPL, Liverpool, they'll be praying they can get back underway. A 25-point league there and uh, they'll be their first title in a long, long time. So it's all looking like we might have some football, not just Belarus, in the short term. And that is football news today, Paul. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining, and have a great day, as for always, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you, Stephen Deep South. Um, just to let you know, though, that's uh, the French League one. It could be under threat. I mean, we'll be talking about this during general news because it's impacting other sports, but um, French President Emmanuel Macron has... Uh, come out and said there'll be no public events um, until mid-July. So if the uh, French League does kick off, they'll be having to do it behind closed doors, you would imagine. I think all these leagues will be behind closed doors when they start. None of these leagues are going to start with fans at all. Cool. Cardboard uh, cutout ones. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll hand you over now to Ashwin, whose um, favourite team, Dynamo Brest, have actually put mannequins in their stands to increase the numbers, so he knows all about cardboard cutouts. Hence <laughs> <laughs> my comment, yes, yes. Good morning, Paul, and good morning to everybody out there. And um, as Paul's alluded to in the headlines, Matt Henry follows in the footsteps of Nathan Lyon. 
Now, just as Nathan Lyon had his contract cancelled with Hampshire, by mutual agreement, Matt Henry has also had his contract cancelled with Kent, uh, again, by mutual agreement. The contract uh, was for the first seven county county championship matches. Sorry, it takes a bit of getting out there, and I'm a bit slow this morning. This would have followed his 2018 stint that he had, where he took 75 wickets in 11 matches, which was actually quite a good haul, and you can understand the interest that Kent would have had to getting him back in there for those county championship matches. Concerns are around the women's 50-over World Cup that going ahead. Now, that was planned in New Zealand, or is planned, in New Zealand for February, March in 2021. Now, concerns are arising, obviously, as we come out of lockdown as to what travel uh, sort of restrictions there will be in place as the teams need to get to our shores. So that's the concerns that they have as they're getting the teams into New Zealand. Sophie Devine carries on as the captain of New Zealand after the uh, T20 World Cup that was held in Australia this year. It was disappointed that, obviously, their tour to Sri Lanka has been postponed. Now, she understands, obviously, why, but it was part of the start of their build-up to the World Cup, and there were other tours um, scheduled as well as they built into the World Cup in February and March, all on hold until we know what's going on. And finally, the Curran brothers. Yes, the Curran brothers from England, who are actually out of Zimbabwe, missing each other and cricket as they both lock down separately. Tom and Sam look forward to catching up once the lockdown provisions are over, as well as getting out there and playing a bit of cricket in all three formats for England. It says being cooped up inside made them want to get outside and get into cricket even more and to be with each other even more since their days in Zimbabwe. And that's our cricket news for today, Paul. Thank you very much, Ashwin. And we will hand you now straight over to Stephen from the Far North, who will take us through our birthdays today. Uh, Thank you, Paul. And good morning, everybody. And birthdays this morning... Willie Mason is a former professional rugby league player who played for both Tonga and Australia at international level, as well as representing New South Wales in the state of origin. Mason, throughout his career, played for the Sydney Roosters, the North Queensland Cowboys, Newcastle Knights, Manly Warriors, Sea Eagles, and the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, with whom he won the 2004 Grand Final and the Clive Churchill Medal. Mason also played Super League for the English club, the Hull Kingston Rovers, and French club, Catland Dragons. He also played rugby union in the top 14 for French club, RC Toulon. Willie Army, Willie Marshall Mason, born this day the 15th of April in Auckland, 1980. He is 40 years old today. Moving on to a very feisty cricketer. John Bracewell is a former New Zealand international cricketer who recently coached the Irish national cricket team. He played 41 matches between 1980 and 1990, as well as 53 one-day internationals. He was the second New Zealand cricketer to score 1,000 runs and take 100 wickets in test cricket. John Gary Bracewell, born this day, 15th of April 1958 in Auckland. He is 62 today. And finally... Anton Leonard-Brown is a New Zealand rugby union player who currently plays a second five or centre for the Chiefs in Super Rugby and Waikato in the Mighty 10 Cup. He made his debut for the New Zealand national side, the All Blacks, in 2016 and currently has 38 caps to his name. Anton Russell Leonard-Brown, born this day, 15th of April 1995 in Christchurch. He is 25 today and he is some rugby player, I've got to say. He, that he is. And happy birthday to all of them. Hopefully, hopefully they have a good time in lockdown. So today, 
On the channel, we have got Lara Collins coming to you at 2 p.m. today. She is the CEO of Wakaana. So uh, look forward to so, um, That's going to be a great interview that comes out, I say, at 2 o'clock today. And this evening, we have the second edition of Do You Know Sport? Um, which is the only sports quiz in New Zealand that uh, seems to go out. So do um, dial up or, or log in for that one uh, happening this evening at 8 p.m. Moving on to rugby news. And uh, New Zealand rugby have poured cold water over the ideas that we might be having a rugby championship played in one city in Australia. Uh, New Zealand rugby have come out and said it's all purely speculation um, at this stage. Uh, clearly, there are lots of options on the tables. Um, this, is, sorry, this is me talking now, not them. Clearly, there are a lot of options on the tables that are being looked at. But uh, as things change on a rapid basis, nothing is locked down. And they're saying that yeah, it's purely speculation. But I would be very surprised if those options weren't being discussed, at least behind closed doors. The postponement of the Olympics could also impact the, the Women's Rugby World Cup that is happening next year in New Zealand. Uh, because there is only a 20-day gap between the two events, um, and which means that... Oh, sorry, only a 40-day gap between the two events. So um, people who have played in the Olympics will they be able to get alter their conditioning and get ready for the 15s event. We'll have to wait and see. The women's game, unlike the men's game, has got quite a few players who would cross over between the two codes. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see uh, how many of, of them will come over? I mean, regulars such as um, Kelly Brazier, um, Stacey Fulner, who used to be Stacey Wacker, and Teresa Fitzpatrick are all players that would normally play in the 15s um, as well as the 7s. So, will they be able to switch over quickly and come back? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, that's your rugby news for today. I'll hand you over back to Steve from the Far North, who will take us through the league news. Well, thank you again, Paul. Now, into our league news. ARL Commission Chairman Peter Valandes has been bored by the support offered by Channel 9 boss Hugh Marks after they met on Tuesday. Valandes issued a statement after his catch-up with Marks to discuss how the NRL would reschedule its season in the wake of the hiatus brought about by last month by the coronavirus pandemic. The NRL has proposed to restart the Telstra Premiership on May 28th, but Valandes has said the details of how the competition would be structured won't be finalised until he sorted them out with the game broadcast partners Nine and Fox Sports. Today, Nine CEO Hugh Marks and I had a constructive and cooperative meeting about Rugby League in 2020 and beyond. I'm bored by Marks' support of Rugby League and his commitment to the game, Valandes said in his statement. The meeting provided us with the opportunity to outline our positions and discuss next steps to navigate this crisis. We focused on the long-term success of the game, and while there is more work to do, I am optimistic we will find a way through this together. Our next meeting, where we will endeavour to construct the roadmap for this game this year, must include Foxtel CEO Patrick Delaney. So plenty happening with the broadcasters in NRL at the minute, and it seems to be all positive. But on this side of this ditch, I should say, frustrating is building at the Warriors as they continue to wait for answers from the NRL on how the revamp season will look for the club. Warriors Chief, Chief Executive Cameron George sent an email to NRL headquarters last Friday with a list of questions from players, which was followed by Chairman Rob Crute reaching out to Australian Rugby League Commission Peter Valandes on Tuesday morning, stressing the need for urgency. I think we can understand that. Warriors coach Stephen Kearney wants answers from the NRL. 
That prompted a call from NRL head of football, Graham Ainersley. Although there was no major update other than to say there will be more known once the situation progresses with broadcasters. While the NRL is planning to restart the season on May the 28th, the governing body still needs to come to an agreement with Channel 9 and Foxtel over the structure of this modified competition with negotiations continuing on Tuesday. Well, we've got to say this probably really does affect the Warriors and probably the teams in Queensland more than any of the other teams in this competition. I'm starting to wonder if it really is going to get off the ground, guys. Yeah, I think it's, it, there's a lot of things still up in the air around a lot of sports, as we're going to cover um, in a moment. Uh, thank you very much for that, Stephen, for the final that update on the league. Now, um, what do you consider to be essential services? Clearly, the supermarkets um, and those and uh, the hospitals are. And apparently, you can add to that list now, WWE Pro Wrestling is also considered an essential service in the state of Florida. Um, initially, Understandably, officials from the um, Orange County, where the WWE um, has got their training centre, had decided it wasn't a an essential service. Uh, but as things happen in the states, uh, a very quick phone call from the governor's office meant that that got turned around pretty quickly. Uh, and so WWE is now considered a, an essential service, even though there is a stay-at-home order um, for uh, within um, Florida. So look, folks, hopefully, if, you, if you're into WWE, live broadcasts might be coming back to you soon. Staying in the States and in much sadder news, uh, Carl Anthony Towns' uh, mother has passed away through to um, coronavirus, uh, the NBA player uh, has, has said. Uh, the, obviously, we can see that the NBA was one of the first to act swiftly in this, uh, and you can see why um, they have done, because it, uh, and uh, uh, very, our thoughts go out to... Um, the family there, and uh, I, I can't see form. I can't see NBA. I think NBA will be one of the more sensible uh, leagues in the USA uh, over this. Moving over to France, as I mentioned earlier, um, French President Emmanuel Macron has made a, te- a television address and said that uh, there will be a restriction on public events until mid-July. He also extended the lockdown in France until the tenth. Oh, I think it was eleventh of May. Sorry. Uh, as well uh, so schools and things will be closed up until then but the uh, public gatherings will be um, banned until mid-July that has put into question the French Grand Prix uh, that was due to take place on the 28th of June and this will make it the 10th race to be called off you've got to say Formula One must be starting to run out of time to have a season this season Uh, we've already seen a lot of their teams are under financial distress so they really are looking at some, um, we really do need to get some sports figured out somehow. Uh, if you look over to NASCAR and the and IndyCar who have come out with their, uh, their virtual race series, you've got to say Formula One missed a trick there uh, in that one. So clearly they're in a bit of trouble there. Another big event uh, that will also looks like it is going to be postponed is the Tour de France. Uh, which would normally take place between the 27th of June and the 19th of July, uh, or what? Well, sorry, take place at this time. Um, uh, this is the biggest race cycling race in the cycling calendar and dominates the the sport. Uh, so we're going to have to see when they will race. Race. I, I imagine that will be postponed rather than cancelled because it is such a integral part for so many of the teams' sponsorships, uh, and it would be a massive loss uh, financially 
for the teams. This The lockdown is also impacting the America's Cup, uh, where obviously the, the New Zealand team have not been able to train or get out on the water. Um, it looks like Luna Rosa, the Italian challengers, will be able to um, get out onto the um, onto the water soon, and uh, the uh, uh, and that's going to be good for them because they've had two crashes so far uh, in their training. They want they lost demastered once and then lost the hull as well. Sorry, I got distracted there. Um, my computer decided to play rock music in my ears. So thank you everybody for tuning in to the morning sports briefing. As I say, at two p.m. today we'll be having the long talk with. Laura um, Collins and at 8pm today we will have the um, Do You Know Sport sports quiz and we'll be back here tomorrow morning at 8am with the morning sports briefing thank you everyone for joining us, don't forget to like subscribe and all of that kind of stuff on Facebook and your podcast Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt, now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.